Okay, folks, we're back with well, you know, we're just gonna remain the name the podcast. Uh, Welcome to Frank Grillo Talk because apparently, yeah, I'm on a Frank Grillo kick. So I, I sat down. I was like, let's just do Netflix movies, and then I kind of go down this searching up thing. I was like, okay, action thriller. Let's do this. And then once I start, like, I put them on the schedule, and I start looking like, oh well. Basically, just did two Frank Grillo movies back to back. So I watched Frank Grillo movies, and then yeah. I'm Hulu, and I'm like, "Hey, Frank Grillo's in this movie called Boss Level with Mel Gibson. Let's see what this is about, dude. That movie was actually pretty sweet. Oh, really? If you get a chance to watch Boss Level, yeah, huh? Yeah, remember when we talked about Ark and like this live die repeat scenario? Yeah. Boss Level has it make a little bit more sense, and I was like, that should not be happening, but it does. Huh? It's a good watch. It's a dude. It's got some good kills. It's got some good story. I thought. Okay. Just one person's opinion. One person's opinion. Okay. <laughs> Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo talk. We're talking Wheelman. Yeah. Wheelman from 2017. Wheel. 2017. Wow, that's old. <laughs> dude, it's not that old. Uh, directed by Jeremy Rush. Also written by. Produced by Frank Grillo and a shitload of other people, starring Frank Grillo. And for other people, doesn't really matter because you watch this movie, it's the Frank Grillo show in a car. So, this movie. Did you. So, is this movie original? It's not based off of another movie? Okay. Okay. It is, it is funny you bring this up because you talk about Drive with. What's his nuts? Who'd you say that's in Ryan Drive? Ryan Gosling. No, I never once thought of that movie because, yes, there's cars going on. There's driving in that movie. That movie also takes place outside of a vehicle. This movie doesn't. Apparently, this movie, if anything, is ripping off a movie called Locke from 2013 starring Tom Hardy. Locke. I've definitely never even heard of that. Exactly. So this is two times now we're talking about a movie that is based on another movie that neither of us have heard of. And I think <laughs> I have seen the movie poster for Locke because it's Tom Hardy. Like, oh, it's a Tom right. Hardy movie. Yeah. And apparently he is, the whole thing takes place in a car. But it's not th- But it's not as action-packed as Wheelman. Okay. But, but that's like some of these. Re- is he still a, uh, still a getaway driver? Uh, no. If I remember the plot for Locke, like he's a construction manager somewhere someone higher up like on a ma- on a construction crew and he gets a word that a one night stand he had is pregnant and having the baby and so he's driving like two hours and during that time he's making phone calls to his wife and his kids like trying oh, to explain geez. the situation like his whole life just falls apart yeah. like it's a drama that takes place in a car with tom hardy <laughs> okay okay so, if I guess if you're going to compare it, it has to be compared to Locke, which neither of us have seen. So, if you can find a place to watch it, Jake, watch it, <laughs> let me know, and I'll do the same. Sounds good. We're to the point now with movies where you can see something like Locke. If you watch Locke, like, okay, I like the premise of this. I'm going to retool it. Yeah. The whole thing's going to take place in a vehicle for 95% of it, but this guy's actually, like, a wheel man. Like, he's a driver. Yeah, that's his... Cool. Yeah, choice. Cool. We can make it more action-y without having it. So that's that's where your, I guess, difference is, maybe. I I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But So Jeremy Rush. Jeremy but, Rush. 
Don't continue, sir. Well, I was going to talk about the director. Well, I was going to say, you know, with the tie-in between uh, Locke and this movie is the family ties. On the phone with the family. That's a nice little uh, carryover, you know. Well, you got to have steaks. Yeah. And I'm not talking medium rare. <sighs> you got to have, like, a reason for this guy doing for what he's doing. Yeah. And either in either one of these movies, I mean, I guess Wheelman is more... As it would be less drama and more on the action side, right? Of course, but there's still a good amount of drama though, too, right? Or no? Is that just me? <laughs> you know, there's drama in this movie. I mean, I get it. I, yeah, of making sure his daughter's safe and then making sure the wife get. Yeah, it's, there's. Yeah. Anyways, I get what you're saying. So Jeremy Rush, dude, a director with five credits. He has got two short films or something. A TV series that I've never heard of, and a bliss that he did two episodes for, and then a TV series called Ballistic and Wheelman. Okay. I don't know if Frank Grillo is just like giving these people like an opportunity to be experimental with, you know, this kind of work. Uh, Rush also has four producer credits, three writer credits, one of them being Wheelman. He's on camera work, location manager. Like he's just there, but here we are with Wheelman. So. Wheelman is about a getaway driver for a bank robbery realizes he has been double-crossed and races to find out who betrayed him. Pretty concise with that plot because it's very few words or less. The real storyline is after three years in prison, the driver known as Wheelman, I guess, to us he's known as Wheelman, has to work for mobsters to pay for a debt. When he is assigned to drive a getaway car for a bank heist, he is not able to contact his liaison and a stranger and a stranger call him. God, people like better. <laughs> and a stranger call him, giving orders to deliver the stolen money to him to the unknown caller. Yeah. Deliver money to the unknown <laughs> caller. Okay, okay. Whew. Soon he learns that he has been betrayed by his contact and spends the night trying to save his thir- 13 year old kid. Now, see, he doesn't spend the night trying to. Wrong. Spend the night trying to save his 13-year-old, his 13-year-old Kate, his daughter. <laughs> missing the word daughter in this. Oh, my God, dude. I, I can't go through and vet all these freaking paragraphs. Of, okay. <laughs> Got to save his 13-year-old daughter, Katie, and his ex-wife. They see now ex-wife Jessica Boom, from a gang that it. wants the money robbed from the bank. But who can be trusted? Question yeah. mark. Oh, my God. Oh. I mean, yes, that was a very rough, rough written paragraph, but I say is pretty spot on. It was pretty confusing about what was going on in the beginning of the movie, and then it really vetted itself out, but still was mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, of the movies we've done so far, this one got me hooked. I, I It was interesting with the movie starting that the camera is in the back seat, and everything we are seeing is from inside the car. This movie works for me. And I, you know what? If you want to say it's a ripoff of Locke, do whatever you want. If you want to say it's not original, fine, it's not original. When I watched this, I was like, holy crap. This movie is going to take place inside this vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, there are movies that, I mean, was it buried with Ryan Reynolds? The whole thing takes place and he's buried. Right. There are movies that take place in a small, singular, confined space. But this works yeah. like. I guess the reason I like it is at least the director is like, okay, all of my shots have to happen within a car 
for better for ninety five percent of this movie, right? Yeah. So I gotta figure out angles. How can I tell a story shooting from the like the camera shooting off of the car? It never leaves. Shooting in the car and I mean all the other stuff. So I kind of got hooked right away. Like, okay, how is this all going to work in telling of the story when your camera is confined to a vehicle? Man, yeah. But locked it. But locked it at first. So it doesn't. Right. Matter. So it's they already had the formula. Um, I I don't know. I didn't <laughs> yep. even uh, think about it like that. I just found it to be a super enjoyable movie. But that is a good point you bring up. Yeah, the fact that it'd be all, all from one perspective, if you will, but then also trying to convey, you know, everything around it and what's happening. Well, I think it it goes, it kind of goes hand in hand with those uh, shows or movies that try to do a continuous shot, and sometimes it is a continuous shot, and sometimes it's edited to where it feels like a continuous shot. When you are making a movie, where you're like, okay, what can I do? How can I make this interesting while shooting it in a singular space? You're kind of in that same ballpark of how can I make this one scene awesome by making it long? Like what can go on in this without having any breaks or or cuts? And I guess that's why I found this interesting. Like say what you want about the plot. I was just drawn in like the fact like, okay, we're really doing this. We're going to stay within this vehicle. Like there's no outside establishing shots when he's driving down the street. You know, there's not, there's nothing like that. It's, it's in the vehicle mm-hmm. for the most part. I was kind of disappointed when it gets out of the vehicle, but I got, but they didn't spend very much time outside of it before they got into another right. one. And then the movie takes place there. Right. Yeah. So you kind of got a little bit of a break. Uh, would you say that it's almost like uh, the perspective is your passenger in the backseat? Ooh. Do you think that's maybe what they're going question. for? No. No. No, I, I mean, I could see where you'd say that, especially when it is like a static when the camera's just sitting in the back seat and you're looking forward to the to the front of the car. I think that's only there just because that's the angle that needs to be used. Like when you think when he goes and picks up his buddy from the bar yeah. and parks, like we only know what's happening because that's where the camera sits. Like I guess you could have put it like on top of the car, but I think you missed that aesthetic of it being from within the car. Right. And and so Yeah. Well also too, like you're saying, yeah. It's like you could go with a dash cam, but then you lose everything that's happening in the car. You get still get that outside shot, but you don't get any inside shot. So the inside shot was definitely the best. Yeah, I it's it's an interesting idea. One thing that I you know when it comes to language in movies, I'm kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you say what you want, it can bother me or not. I did get annoyed. With how much fuck is dropped in this movie? Oh, really? Well, oh, do, what? Hold on, dude. So, in doing some and some looking into this, uh-huh. the internet is telling me that for the runtime of this movie, two hundred and eighty-six fucks are used. Huh? If I did my math right, given the runtime, that's roughly three fucks a minute. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. And if you really think, of, <laughs> and if you really think about it, when it gets like to the like when he's talking to his daughter and his wife, yeah, it, especially the daughter, like it's more clean. So that actually increases the per minute use a lot more to make that up. Right, right. Well, you mentioned that I didn't even notice until you said that. But looking back, it's like, yeah, I guess, I guess there was a lot of that, but. It, it was said a lot, and I guess I get 
I don't know if I, I'm not going to say that I get super nitpicky about it, but it's like, that's just lazy writing, man. If that, if that's what was written or if that's Frank Grillo, like kind of doing his own thing, like, ah, come on, there's other things. There's other ways. I just, ah, uh, I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I, guess. I don't know. I, no? I work in construction. I say <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's like, yeah. When you're like in a professional setting, like a, you know, white collar setting. Yeah. You, you watch what you say yeah. and you, you don't cuss out loud, and if you do, it's under your breath at, at most. But in construction, everybody cusses in your normal language, normal conversation. Oh, grab that shit over there. Uh, get this fucking shit done. Like, it's normal language. <laughs> so for me, I didn't even pick up on that. I'm just like, yep, normal normal talk. Yeah, it's Normal it's talk. Crazy. I just thought it was interesting that somebody actually did a count. So at some point during this movie when they were done, like, you know what? That was a lot. That seems super excessive. Yeah. Let's go back and count. Yeah. I mean, I know there's probably a running, there's probably a website that you can go to of list of movies that say the word the most <laughs> right. and how many times. But they do it for all I, of them. I'm yeah. not going to go to that website. <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to take the internet's word for it that that's how many it was. I mean, the internet's got the rating for this movie, right? So, Boom. so yeah. For some, I mean, it's not NC-17. It's just, just R, R as far as I know. So, like I said, I was kind of on board with this. So his whole thing is. I guess our first action sequence is he picks up these guys to go do a bank robbery. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I, I kind of, you know, you bring up comparisons of movies. I guess I was kind of feeling more, um, oh, what are those Statham movies? Transporter. Oh, okay. You know, he kind of gives the bank robbers crap of, you know, I'm parking here. I'm not getting any closer despite what you guys say. Right. Like he's got his own way to do right. stuff. And so they go on to do the, to the bank job and, he gets a phone call like, you need to leave them behind because they're going to kill you right. if you don't. And so it sets off this whole chain <laughs> yeah. of events of, oh, well. And I thought that, like, it's interesting. Like, Very, yeah. You you were hired out by your alleged buddy to be the wheel man for a bank heist. Yeah. That's all you know. Yeah. And, and he's mad that the car has a red trunk. I wanted something inconspicuous. I thought that was a nice detail to put on this. Of oh, like, yeah. I asked, I asked for a car. It needed to be solid color because this sticks out. A red trunk yeah. stands out. Yeah. Especially. Especially when you're doing a big, oh, yeah. yeah, it was a BMW. The, it's all black except for the trunk gets red. Okay, easy enough. Well, it was a black car. I don't know. That makes sense. That, yeah. yeah. So, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So I like that. getting all pissed and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's literally his job is to drive. And the easier to get away is to blend in with the crowd. But if you always stick out, you'll never get away. Well, and I think that's what sets him off to maybe there's something wrong. It's like the simplest thing. Right. Just a solid color getaway vehicle yeah. is all I ask Who does for. this? Yeah. I can't even get that. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's got a red trunk. It's a Beamer. Well, I can't yeah. do anything about it. Like, I've, yeah, I got I to gotta be here. Yeah. So I guess we're doing this. So he leaves those guys behind and then he gets the phone calls of like, bring my money, bring my money. Yeah. And then I was... I was kind of confused of what. Okay, let me let me see if this tracks. His buddy basically set him up yes. because he owed the Philly guy's money, yes. and so he was willing to sacrifice his friend. Yes. So what do they call him the West Side Gang or whatever. Yeah. Mafia. Yeah, that sounds right. So he thought he was working for the West Side, and the West Side gets really upset right away of like, "Well, I'm just going to kill you." Right. And I, I, at some point, I'd be like, okay, wait, 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 we got to talk here. Like, I was told this is what's going on. I'm just, I, I was just told to be here. So what's really happening? And so that kind of frustrated me. But then I liked at the end, like he worked it out with like, I didn't mean for any of this to happen. 
Well, not only and like the yeah, and the mobster guy was like, "Oh, okay. Well, now that makes sense." Instead of being like, "I'm just gonna kill you," jumping yeah. to conclusions. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, well, okay. Maybe we can work something out." Especially if this guy's trying to take over for it, like take over. Like, yeah, maybe we should work together. Maybe I shouldn't kill you. Like, let's work. Like, well, not only I did that, like that switch through the right at the end, and I like that there was a tie. You know, Frank Grillo's character had the connection to the West Side. Because they're the ones that took care of his yeah. family while he was spending time, you know. In jail. So yeah. there it's like, yeah, why would you not trust your guy that you've already been, you were willing to, you know, give his family money while you were in the joint. Like, yeah, let's trust, let's see what he has to say, you know. Obviously he's screwing us yeah, over, but we're... maybe he's getting double crossed. <laughs> We're we're coming at this as level headed yes. non gangsters yes, trying to put rationale to a gangster mindset. It's like, well, yeah, you bring up a good point. It's like, okay, well, we know this guy, and then like things aren't working out. Like, what's uh, what? Where's this? Where's it? Where's it going wrong at? Yeah, like you got to start asking the question. Like, is it him acting alone? Did something happen with the handler? Like, is it being swayed some other way? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So, question: Who put the tracker in the money? Was that the bank robbers? Yes. Is that how the bank robbers found him? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was the whole plan the whole whole time. I think that's standard procedure, you know. Lose the money and you'd never see it again. But if you put throw a tracker in there, makes sense. So were the bank robbers in on it? Would they have actually killed him if they had gotten back into the vehicle to the drop? I that is a mystery. I have no idea because I know after that happened, he, smokes, he definitely he tried smokes to kill that him. one guy. Yeah. For the money, so the bank robbers definitely wanted to kill him after the fact. I guess the interesting, or the thing I never thought about is, if the West Side mob, they're the ones who are putting together the bank robbery, right? Mm-hmm. And they get out with the bank robbers get out with two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, especially when you're doing a a, a bank robbery for the mob. Yeah, that's pretty small. Were the bank robbers not? Were they working for the mob? Were they getting a cut of that? Like, how how were they involved? I don't... I would assume that's how it works. It's a cut. So, you know, we're putting it together. We're the mob. You get a chunk of it. And if you don't, then we kill you. If you try to steal it all, we kill you. We're the mob. I don't know. Maybe I could have used a, bit, a little bit more fleshing out of that detail of who they were working for. Well, they were working for the West Side. Are we sure? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, his His contact, his buddy, said... Oh, I don't know him either. So they were they were the Philly guys, right? Those bank robbers were no the... because they no because the West Side knew what was going on. Okay. And so if you send it, I think the bank robber is tracking the money, and he shows up and just caps the the wheelman. Well, then what? Well, that maybe this movie sucks. I don't know. No, that that am I overthinking I, it? Should yeah, I, shut up? I think you're overthinking it, and they make it like confusing <laughs> on on purpose, but. I would say, yeah, the bank robbers were a part of the West Side who put the whole thing together. The buddy that was that uh, did the double cross was trying to cross the West Side entire crew and the wheelman to get the money to the Philly mob to pay back his pay off his debts and to show the West mm. Side is weak. And so, yeah, the, the one dude that got killed was willing to throw everybody under the bus. Including the wheelman, and then yeah, once it once wheelman started messing everything up, that's when everything went downhill. I forgot that guy's name. Yeah, and then we get the, he's just named wheelman. No, no, the the betrayer, the double crosser. 
Oh, I yeah, and I was actually surprised to see him. I've seen him in tons of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, and he's been around for, you know, he's been around. Yeah. Oh, th- I did like that they struggled in the car and he ended up shooting himself in the head and, like, stayed alive for a little yeah. while. And the wheelman's like, I, I can't help you. Like, yeah. I'm like, you're dead. Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty Just realistic. This guy yeah. die. Being a small caliber handgun. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it was a, the, again, we're, we're talking about a movie that is self contained and bare bones. Like, it's not, it's not a plot that makes you, well, we, we raise questions <laughs> about the plotting, but the plot itself is pretty, like, it's just pretty straightforward. Uh, guy, guy gets betrayed. There's money involved. There's mobsters involved and got to save my daughter now. Yep. Yeah. It gets family involved, but the mob was going, going to get him involved anyways. Cause that's how they operate, I guess. Yeah. How do you feel about the, uh, the family issues that are brought up with him being divorced how to talk to his wife or trying to get a divorce. Uh, that drama, the drama of how the daughter having a boy over at the house, like talking on the phone, like it, are we just trying to build this character of like, that was my take establishing. He's got family that can be leveraged. Is yeah. that all it's there for? I mean, my, my initial thought was, why is this happening? Why wouldn't you? Oh, and then you're like, Oh, there's all this backstory with, you know, yeah. With the wife and, or the ex-wife and the, he has his daughter this weekend, but he's got to do this job because he's so desperate for money and just, you know, caught in a, between a rock and a hard spot. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty good that they're like, I don't know. It made it, it gave him more humanity. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is like a normal person. He's got, you know, the shitty teenage daughter that's trying to be a teenage, you know, teenager. And he's trying to, you know, regulate things and he's not even there and just like so many, so many components, you know, juggling, juggling, you know, kind of fun. Is this movie, is this movie smart? And here's why I bring this up. You watch like your typical, whatever heist slash hostage movie slash I took this person because I need something you have. So, and asking, is this movie smart? Because at some point the whale man's like, Here's the deal. Yeah, you might have my daughter or you might have my wife and you might be going after my daughter. But here's the thing. You can kill my wife. I'm burning the money. Right. I have the upper hand. And so when I say is it smart is because I don't think you see that in movies. Like anytime there's always the hostage situation, the person being told like bring me my money or so-and-so dies, that person always brings the money. And in this instance, it's like, well, no, like I know it's only two hundred fifty thousand dollars, but, but really what's it really worth it. to you? Yeah. yeah, like I'm the one who really has what you want, and so you're gonna play on my terms, yeah. and that's how he's able to lure them to the West Side guys, where they freaking light this car up, right? But especially with the stress too, like you're saying, like the yeah. the text, the threatening text messages, and then the threatening phone calls. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill your family. Like. Every normal person would have a meltdown, just like, oh, my God, I'll do whatever you tell me, you know, Um, versus he's like, nah, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Come get me. Just cool, level-headed, you know. Obviously not. He's probably freaking out, but he knew enough. He knew enough, yeah. That's Frank Grillo, man. Nothing phases that dude. Yeah, it's true. In life or in movies. (laughs) I don't know. Um. (laughs) I really – so – so like you were saying too, it was all set up from the get-go with his partner with the red trunk. Cause like the, at first I was thinking, oh, it's the money. Oh, it's the money. 
because there's obviously a tracker in there, but the other tracker would be that red trunk for that uh, motorcycle to be following them, you know, track them. So who's the mo- who's the motorcycle guy work for? Is that Philly? Philly, yeah. I I assume that was Philly, right? It was a Philly mob. I, see, that's they're trying to. When did the motors? He, he showed up after. Well, when did the cycle show up? He showed up after he refused to drop the money off. After he went to that drop and saw what it and yeah. then left. Yeah, when he was like, "Oh, it's a that's drug when the deal. I'm not doing following. drugs." And then that's when motorcycles started following. Oh, yeah, he was good till then. Like everything, he was just on his own. He thought. Yeah, he was figuring everything out. Like, he realized the handler that he was supposed to give it to was West Side Guys, but then he ran away from them and pissed them off. And then, yeah, I started figuring everything out. I thought, yeah. And at the the drug deal, he saw that, bailed, they pissed them off, and they chased him. And, yeah, there was a lot that was going on. It was good. Yeah, it's kind of a who who done it, not who done it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think this was probably my... Like, I mean, even as we're trying to figure it out, yeah, it's like, what, who was doing what, when, you know, and yeah, it was enough confusion. One question we never ask each other on these is, what's your rewatchability of the film? I would say of the ones we've done so far, like, this one's probably on the top of my list, like, I would go back and rewatch this just because there's enough to it where I'm like... Yeah, this is entertaining. I'm like I obviously know what's going on, but I can throw it on and just be like, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I won't do that with Point Blank. Mm-mm. No, as we're talking like, about Wheel, this, Wheelman, I'm like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say in terms of plot, this definitely is is a step above Point Blank. It has enough mystery and and uh, confusion in it for me that keeps my uh, attention. And like we're talking now, it's like, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure. You know. It makes me want to rewatch it and, you know, uh, focus on different yeah. aspects of the movie. So I think that's a really good sign uh, for a movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got to give props to good drivers, though. <laughs> good wheel. Well, man. we got to say that also he is a weekend racer, essentially, who's teaching his daughter because that becomes a plot point later. Yeah, yeah a legit race That's why car. he's a good yeah. wheel man. And he's been teaching her how to drive, and he has a, a 1973 Porsche 911. You know, he's able to get the daughter safely to a parking garage, and they exchange words, and he goes off to save the ex-wife. And the daughter actually, against his wishes, drives back and rescues him Yeah. at the end, which I was like, that's pretty gangster. Yeah, 13-year-old. He drives. He, yeah, he... Uh, then he ends up driving and loot and has the West Side guys set up a spot and he drives in there and they just light up the Philly truck. Oh yeah, kill off that. That was so that was pretty cool. Then honestly, like cat and mouse, yeah, yeah. And I, I like the fact like he stands there like looking at the West Side guy like, all right, all debts paid, right? Like, but he's still like, if I turn my back, I'm gonna get shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the mob like like he he keeps his word like. You brought us the money. You brought us the Philly guy. Yeah. Yeah, that are trying to come into our territory. We are good. Yep. Man of my word, done. Yep. And he drops his daughter off with the wife and end of movie. Yeah. And I th- I know there's going to be the complaints of like, well, it's stupid that he they talk about a divorce so that he's got a girl, a, a daughter, and, and all the bullshit of like, why does it need to be brought up? Like the wife's like, no, it's not okay that uh, what 
the girl's what 13 14 the boy's like what 18 right it's like you do realize like you've got an eight-year-old male at your house and he's like well what the fuck am i gonna do about it yeah i know i'm supposed to be at home but i'm trying to do this heist yeah yeah and like he talks to the boys like you do like anything happens (laughs) just so we're clear i love my daughter more than my wife (laughs) or whatever you you said well you know yeah yeah well you know the cliche of like the hard-ass dad like well i'll just show i'll show my daughter's boyfriend the gun dude fuck dude there's a picture of frank grillo in that house and that boy walks in like yeah dude like yeah i ain't gonna screw with that yeah no that's pretty good it ain't ain't worth frank grillo coming after me because uh it's frank grillo and that was fun too like like later in the movie uh he's trying to like he knows that her daughter's his daughter's in danger. Have have your boyfriend or the boy like drive you somewhere. Oh, he left right when you told him to leave. <laughs> yeah, he left at yeah. nine o'clock. You told him to leave. You told me to leave. He like he is gone. Yeah, like he knows. He knows. Oh, he's like oh yeah. He's like uh, you could kind of see in his face like oh that's weird. Yeah, I didn't like, expect that. <laughs> never expected that to actually go the way it was supposed to go. All right, she seems responsible. She drove the Porsche. Not a dent <laughs> yeah. in it. Very, very, very responsible. So, you know, we talked about with uh, Point Blank, the money, how much it costs to make something like this. So if you're doing, again, to believe the internet, this movie filmed in 19 days, which I could see that. this The whole thing takes place at night in a car. You're pretty, well, the night thing is a, you know, whatever. Allegedly, this thing costs $5 million to make. Ooh, I can see that, actually. Like like you're saying, I think shooting at night is a lot less expensive. There's less traffic, less hassle to shut down roads. They were doing a lot of like warehouse scenes, like car uh, parking garages. Again, like I I assume it wouldn't cost too much to rent space. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Five million sounds really low. Oh, I know, but okay, the Mohawk guy, the bank robber. Did he look familiar to you? Kinda. Where's he from? Okay, that's the actor Shea Wigham, okay? He is a guy that, dude, he has been around for freaking ever. Oh, wait, really? He's supposed to be in the Mission Impo- the new Mission Impossible movies. I scrolled down too far. I went, I'm in the newer stuff. I thought it'd be the... Anyways, let's see here. Let's, let's find a big movie he's been in. Machete, 2010. The Lincoln Lawyer, 2011. Dude, Savages, The Silver Linings Playbook, Fast and Furious 6. Um, Star Trek Beyond. Dude, this guy has been in tons of stuff. Sicario, Day of the Soldado. He's one of those guys, like, he's always in a movie, but he's not, like, front and center. Always, always supporting cast. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go through his, like, whole filmography, but yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, dude, the guy's... I mean, Fast and Furious, FBI agent. So, he's got speaking roles, like, he's there. So, oh, he's in Joker as Detective Burke. So, my point of bringing that up is... He seems pretty big. Eh. I don't know star power wise compared to Frank Grillo where you're at, but $5 million still seems like such a small amount of money to get those two guys in a movie. And I know him playing this bank robber. He's in this movie for maybe three right, minutes. Right, right. Super, super short. Yeah. Dude, I, I, what do you pay a guy like that to basically be in this film for three minutes? Well, he was in longer, right? Because he, he was the same one that found him later in the movie, right? And tried to have the shootout with him. True. Yeah, that seems 20 and seconds. They, as long as part's on the drive to the bank. Yeah, when he's talking to him. Yeah. I would I would say very, very little because he's a very small role. Let's say he was on set for one day of that 19. I have no idea how much 
actors get. Well, the my other question too is we're talking Netflix. Netflix is not big budget studios like was the past, you know. I don't know how Netflix operates. Well, and we've brought up the question what makes it, um, you know, right. all the work is that go on to movie. And if you're looking down for the schedule for Netflix for the year 2022, you have got high caliber actors coming into movies that are Netflix originals. Yeah. So they're pumping money into stuff. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, Jason Momoa, just to name a couple, those are huge actors right now who are doing superhero movies right. that make millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. So what are you paying them to come to a Netflix movie? I mean, Netflix isn't like a small art house film production studio. Like they're big, they're global. Yeah, yeah they're competing with the big studios. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what money gets dumped into these to pay these actors and how these movies actually turn right. out. Right. Are you are you are you turning these over to small potato directors and writers also, or do you have people who've done stuff well who've got credit that's the other thing too I, I wonder if they're breaking up how they divvy up the money based on what they want to do if they want to use uh use their power to just produce volume versus like a big studio who wants to make one big blockbuster and pay a crap ton to do it and pay the actors a ton versus do they want to make smaller budget movies and say, hey, actors, if you want in on this, you're not going to get paid as much, but you're going to be in a lot more movies, get more notoriety. I don't know. I, I say Ryan Reynolds, but he's already been in Netflix movies. He was in that Six Underground, and Michael Bay directed it. I thought that movie was terrible. Oh, I haven't even heard of it. Uh. It's freaking, it's it's long. Oh, you've never, exactly. <laughs> but I've never heard of it exactly. because like, there's just so many movies out there. Well, and, and, that, and that's an excellent question, too. If you're Netflix and you're saturated in your own shit, how much of that's getting out there? Right. You know, I just, it's it's an interesting experiment we live in right now with media and how things roll and just stuff that's made because not, very rarely does a Netflix film go to a theater. Right. It, ah, it is what it is at this point because I don't, I don't know what else, how, how they make that any better. Yeah. So... You want to talk some reviews? Yeah. I, again, find the reviews and what people complain about, knowing that I complain about movies, too. Fascinating. <laughs> this is this is a 1 out of 10. He They called it awful and boring. First, awful. Awful. If you like cars and know a little of them, this is not a movie for you. The sound is clearly made by a guy in internship. 98% of the movie is in the car. 70% a BMW E46, clearly not an M, clearly not an M, I don't know, sure, but nothing less. They have sometimes engine sound from a BMW E60 M6 with a V10. What? <laughs> this guy is nerding out way too hard, dude. Dude, I don't freaking know cars at all. Other times, the original engine sound inline six, RPM and sound do not match, and often listen to this big V6 revving even when RPM is decreasing. Yeah, this guy is... I guess his, I, this guy sat around like, oh, it's a movie about a car. Let's see how wrong it well, is. Also, his title sure, is okay. like, if you know even a little about cars, he's going way in depth about specific models of cars. That's what makes this movie awful is their lack of precision to the car. <laughs> okay, his second point... His second point, boring. 
So a strong out former convicted guy. I don't think he was strong out. No, he wasn't. But strong whatever. Out. Gets double crossed from his old friend. He's being pulled in different directions with threats of death. His wife and daughter. All of this plays out on a cell phone in the car. Occasionally. Oh, you know what I just rem- that? Did you ever see the movie Phone Booth? The name rings a bell. It's got Colin Farrell in it. Colin for uh, yeah. Yeah, Farrell. Uh, and like he. Yeah, he's in a phone booth and there's a sniper on him the whole time. Right. That's a really old movie. Oh, man. That is a really that old movie. That was Anyways. a good movie. <laughs> I dare you to rewatch it and come back to me and tell me that's no, a good No, no, no. But yeah, back when, back when I watched it, it was a good movie. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair enough. Maybe sometimes you don't need to revisit 100%, old 100%. Let it think. <laughs> just, just continue to think to the day you die. That's yes. a good movie. Anyways, <laughs> Most okay. movies. <laughs> um, Okay, the whole thing plays out, cell phone in the car. Occasionally, he miraculously dodges bullets and one mess or another. And that's the whole movie for you right there. (laughs) So it's awful and boring because... Because I oversimplified the synopsis. (laughs) This one's just called a bad movie. One of the worst films I've ever seen in my whole life is incorrect evaluation a big drop in the films of the Netflix, and I hope not to repeat them again. That I uh, grammatically didn't make sense no to more, me. No more, uh, no more to that review. Do bots write movie reviews? Because well, yeah, 100%, okay. Here's one. Two, here's one. Here's another one. Too much obscene words. Period. And then ab. Ab. His daughter is not. Yeah, his daughter is not twelve years old. I think she 33 when I saw OMG XD absurd moments. What? <laughs> that doesn't even. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Too much, obs- too much obscene words. You didn't even talk about the the words that were used in in the movie. In, in oh their mind, God. do okay. teenagers not cuss or something? <sighs> I don't know. Well, apparently she was 12 but looked 33. His daughter is not 12 years old, dot, 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 dot. I think she 33. I think she 33. When I saw OMG. I, what? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But that's that that warranted a one-star review. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more, trash. I never wrote a review. I come online to tell you this is bad. This is the worst car chase movie ever. It seems I feel like the car very badly handled. I had high hopes for this movie. But the telephone hassle in the film put me really off. If you make a car chase movie, make it about the chase, not the daughter screwing her BF. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, with that review, that's what the movie was about. Daughter screwing oh, the there's BF. Another sentence. There's another <laughs> sentence. Also, there is a lot of profanity that makes no sense. Very boring. <laughs> At least this one talked about the profanity. Yeah. But the other one didn't. Yeah. Oh my god, people. Oh. Very bad language. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's any screwing in No. Movie, but okay. Oh my god. There's just one like snippet to get you oh. invested in the daughter. Like what? That is the hilarious. Whole movie. She twelve, but I see thirty three. Yeah. <laughs> Dot dot dot. <laughs> these people or these bots. God, that is hilarious. Yeah. The the things. Uh, a ten out of ten. I don't have very high expectations for this movie before watching it, but it surprised me. It kept me on the edge of my seat. Very intense. A lot of suspense and tension. I would highly recommend it to anyone. 
I decided to write this review because I think this movie is very underrated. Okay, you know what? I don't want to... Oh, man. (laughs) The correlation between the quality of writing and a five-star review and that of a one-star review have become more and more apparent the more we do these reviews. Yeah, it's just night and day. It's like... I don't understand. Okay, so real quick. When I looked this up on the internet, um, RogerEderbert.com came up with a review. And boy, they do not like this movie. Oh, really? We talked about Locke. And one of the last paragraphs of this movie says, For what seems like er hours, these various characters exchange who are yous, where are yous, where's my monies, fuck you, fuck your motherfuckers, and so on. Mr. Rush doesn't seem to, so this is, he's talking about the director, doesn't seem to grasp that one reason Locke worked was that even though it stuck with one man and one car talking to a variety of people, those people were articulately voiced. More than that, they were brilliantly acted. One of the characters uh, was played by Olivia Coleman, sure, and the movie's writer-director Edmund Knight had crafted a multi-leveled suspenseful storyline to be talked through. I guess I really need to watch Locke. Yeah, apparently. And get an idea of, of, of what's going on here because this this reviewer is basically saying and I that was my complaint too, is like, well if you're if you're every other word's gotta be fuck Yeah. Maybe your writing's not that great. Too much is too much for sure. But yeah, but I mean you could Tarantino drops a lot of his movies have it constantly too. Yeah. And some it's like you said, like, well, sometimes you just got to Speak the way that person would speak, given their background or who they are. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. His concluding paragraph is, your mileage may vary, particularly if you're a fan of lead actor Grillo. Yeah, whose work in a couple of Marvel movies has earned him one of those cult followings uh, you would call ancillary. No offense to Mr. Grillo, but whatever Wheelman does, it doesn't propel him to anything beyond that status. That might be a fair yeah, point. Yeah, I would agree. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that either, you know. So I think one of the things that even we're probably guilty of too is comparing a good movie to its rip-off movie yeah. equivalent. We've never seen Locke. Apparently we need to see Locke apparently it's and better. compare it to Willman. Yeah. But I will still, apparently, I mean, I'll still maintain Willman is an entertaining enough movie. And yeah, there's some stupid stuff in it. Most movies yeah, do. they're movies. But this is fun enough that I will go back and rewatch it, maybe. It has more rewatchability potential than any of the other things we've done so far. Yeah. When all is said and done, yeah, Wheelman probably says fuck way too much. Kind of grinds my gears. Not a fan of that necessarily. I could use some better written people right. in this. Yeah. Sometimes you just have episodes of saying fuck over and over and over. Tourette's. Yeah. It happens. I, I suffer but, from d- the episodes all the, the time. <laughs> Yeah, we've all done it, and especially where you're supposed to be a wheel man, and you get double crossed, yeah. and your maybe family is you know, threatened, you gonna... and you're trying to fix everything, and you're just got out of prison, and um. Oh, so here's the thing. Uh, maybe this will ring a bell for you. I don't know why I wrote this down. One of the things I wrote down for this movie was, "My dick and my balls are cold!" Exclamation point. Oh, is that when he his buddy shoots himself in the head? Shoots himself in the head? Yeah, when they're doing the struggle in the car and that small caliber gun goes off. Maybe. No, because he really couldn't speak because he blew out his jaw. What character said that? I don't know, and I don't know why I wrote that down. 
I'm trying to remember, like, obviously something happened. I, now that you bring it up, like, I vaguely remember it being said, and I don't know why or what context I I must have written it down because it was such a ridiculous statement. It must have been just a terrible line. Are you sure, like, you weren't just thinking it, like, you were just cold and, like, you just wrote it down as a no? I mean, that could have been. I wrote it after, holy shit, when that motorcycle slid into that Prius. But there could be a huge span of time in between those two things, you know. Well, there's no one else in the car with him after that. Because the his buddy had already <laughs> killed himself, uh, accidentally shot himself in the head by that point. Right. I don't, I don't know. No? Yes? I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know when, <laughs> why, why anybody would ever say that in this movie. My dick and balls are cold. I, you know what? I don't know. And then after that, I wrote, uh, what a mob war shit show. So that must have been when uh, he lured uh, Cat and Mouse him into the west side, the Philly guy into the west side, and they just smoked him. Maybe. Oh, man. Uh, maybe, he, maybe when he gets super anxious and nervous and stuff, all the blood leaves <laughs> his uh, genitalia and he gets cold. I don't, I don't know. know I don't know. I can't remember. Do put a letter put a letter into the writer director and be like, hey, what did you mean by well, this? Well, I think if we we medical thing we, that you're making if up. We, uh, if we we watched it, rewatched it, um, we'd be able to probably suss it out. Do you watch with subtitles on? Maybe I should. I should start. I do not watch anything without subtitles. It's gotten to the point now where going to the theater is kind of a bummer because I like, don't get subtitles. Is it because like you you just don't hear stuff or No, like I just I I've realized with subtitles on, you might have you you notice things that you might not have noticed with them off. Okay, like somebody's whispering in the background, oh. but it actually puts the words in. Maybe like it's harder to hear. Right, you'd miss it. But now that you can see it, like oh, okay, okay that's what's going on. Interesting, interesting. That stuff. makes sense. So yeah, maybe watch it with sub. Well, you know what? I know it's coming down the line schedule wise. Subtitles are going to be a pain in the ass anyway. So. Pain in the ass. Oh, just, foreign films. Just you, yeah. Oh, international. Yeah. yeah, when we start doing our foreign, international. our international movies are going to be, hopefully they're dubbed. I tried to pick them dubbed. We'll see how good I did on that. Yeah. All right, Jake. I think we're going to wrap up this uh, episode of Movie Rewrite. Okay. I still maintain Wheelman is worth your hour and a half time. I would agree. Maybe if you can find one of those clean flick versions where they take out every F word. <laughs> But that'd probably drop that runtime down to maybe a solid <laughs> yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you might be, it, it'd probably go from start credits to end credits, and then maybe you'd see like a chase scene with the daughter when he's not cussing, and that'd be your movie. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. All right, Jake. Okay, Cole. Thanks for talking Wheelman yeah, with me, man. Wheelman. Movie rewrite. We will see you later, folks. shooting at us is the West End guy. Who the fuck have I been talking to all night? He's just... Clay. I don't... Who is the jazz guy? He's a new Philly guy. You fucking with the Philly mob? I'm from the Alonim and... For what? To fuck me? No, not to fuck you. He offered me a lot of money, man. And you broke my arm, you asshole. Offered you a lot of money for what? I know how this went down. 
Clay. You told him you got a fucking stooge who owes the West End guys for a bunch of fucking favors for taking care of his family while he was in the joint. Does that sound about right, Clay? You got a low opinion of people. Don't hey! fuck! Fuck! I'm fucking around! Don't fuck around! Okay, okay, okay. Don't fuck around. I want to know who the West End guy is, okay? 